0: Welcome to Sadcast, a podcast featuring stories, art, and design from No Fun City. I'm your host, Becca Clarkson, and I have not started off on a very consistent foot in this new role. In the future, I'm aiming to put out a new episode once a month, but I've been off gallivanting abroad for multiple friends' weddings over the last few weeks, which has been a privilege and equal parts amazing and exhausting. I'm always happy to return home to my bed, but more importantly, my cat after long trips away. And I'm excited to nest and get cozy after a high gear summer. This episode involves a little travel since our next guest is Montreal-born, Vancouver-raised, and New York-based.
1: My name is Miranda Joan. I use the pronouns she, her,
0: and I am a singer-songwriter. While I don't love the Zoom meeting format, I do love that the recording picked up Miranda singing in her New York apartment while I was having technical issues in Vancouver. Oh, wait, now I can hear you. Miranda is always singing, ever since I've known her, which is since grade 10. Even at 15 years old, she was singing and playing the piano and performing original songs to our entire high school. You know what? an age where people feel very comfortable with themselves and such. In one word, she's fearless. And she's also a complete goofball. For example, she showed up to a a 9am Zoom interview wearing a cowboy hat and elf PJs with Will Ferrell's face on them.
1: I looked on my shelf and I was like, "Why, why pick a baseball cap when you could pick a denim cowboy hat?
0: Miranda is a woman of many hats as an independent freelance artist. And she has a lot going on ahead of her second album release in the new year. The first single and album's namesake, Overstimulated, dropped on August 29th.
1: of overhearing artists talk about this but it is what it is all we did was write music um but it was a collection of songs written during lockdown and then through to the opening in that like weird kind of and wild transition into returning to life so the first single Overstimulated, was written in that sort of when the river meets the ocean point of us being on the in the re-emergence with one another you are something Fuzzy like Utopia. I, I wanted to see and be seen, you know what I mean? I wanted to like witness others in a group and I wanted to be in a group with friends out. I wanted to touch people in that connection. Just my thirst for it was explosive. And so that is what that first single is about. Is just that like desire to reach out and feel it all again. I shot a music video for it when I was in Brazil in April for a few different reasons, but it was right on the heels of of Carnival. And uh, that for me is definitely overstimulation personified.
0: The video is available on YouTube and I recommend watching it for the outfit Miranda wore alone, which is like half assless chaps meets plunging neckline mesh pantsuit. It's sultry and sexy and nothing like the next song she's releasing on November 3rd, which is titled I love you, Dwayne. Dwayne. you are my
1: rock. It started as a joke with my brother uh, about writing a love song for The Rock and it, I was like challenge accepted and then I became it sent me down uh, this wormhole of researching him because I knew about him in the way that he is kind of omnipresent you know like we all sort of know a lot about him he's like a pop song that you've never conscientiously listened to but you know all the lyrics do somehow he's that for me but when this happened i was sent down this wormhole where i have now since like learned so much about him and am a very big fan and then i would say one thing my brothers and i are great at is like really ramming a joke into the ground and just like the full commitment. So I really committed to this, made a music video and it's just silly.
0: That video was shot with an all-female cast and all-female crew and included three other Canadian transplants in New York. Maybe a shot
1: of maple syrup involved in the video. Um, but yeah, it's a very Canadian uh, crew as well. So it was really awesome to have that support from home. And I think there's a level of like support that comes with uh, working with people that can connect to that experience of having these different layers of, of identity colliding with your art. not
2: you wrestle with me, wrestle me, Hit me with that
0: Canada is home for Miranda, but for someone who spent a decade in each of three cities she's lived, her definition of home has shifted through the years.
1: That's such a big, big theme for myself. So I wrote a song called Home, and the music video was actually shot in Vancouver. But it was a bit of a full circle moment, that song in particular, because it's one that I wrote the year I graduated high school and left when I was 17, moved away. And then finally got to recording it and releasing it uh, when, we were in, when we were in lockdown. And I happened to find myself back at home.
2: Where will I go? And what will I see? Where will I find home? And where will it find
1: me? But I think even beyond that song, the through line of home, has carried through my work because of the fact that I've moved so much. Montreal is where I was born, and then I grew up in Vancouver, lived in New York, and I've technically lived 10 years in each of these cities. And so now I'm thinking, like, do I have to leave New York? What do I do? Um, but in that sort of dance, yeah, have have learned how to build a home. And so much of that is the one that I have inside of myself that I get to carry around with me, but also the people that I love. So when I get to spend time with my family or my friends, I feel at home in them as well. I know now, sort of wherever I land, that, you know, it's not necessarily connected to one specific place, but rather the intention that you bring into your life and the ability to create a home for yourself when you aren't necessarily in that place that makes you feel so rooted.
0: Many cases has always been Miranda's home base. Songwriting is something that's always come quite naturally
1: because I was an obsessive journaler and I think when I, I, I was an obsessive journaler and then I would keep binders, R.I.P. binders, <laughs> full of printed lyrics to songs that I would memorize and this is like I had them in the little plastic sheets and it was just my treasure trove of you know, late 90s, early 2000s pop songs that I just felt like I had to know the lyrics to. Um, And I think when I bridged the gap of, oh, the things that I write in my journal can be married with my love of music, uh, that was kind of the the beginning of the end. And it just became a safe place for me to land. Because yeah, I do think when you are feeling shuffled around, at least for myself, I needed that outlet.
0: Just as she's always been singing, Miranda has always been pursuing a career as a singer-songwriter. After studying music at Concordia, she moved to New York to try and make it. New York is actually nonstop. And I think that's
1: the thing that when I go home, I can actually stop. I feel seen in my craziness because I go home and I see I'm in this place and I'm like, okay, of course I feel crazy sometimes in New York. Look at where I grew up. It's the epitome of groundedness and kind of is inherently, you know, meditative um, because you are so reminded that nature is bigger than us people. Whereas New York is the opposite, right? It's, big and it's tall and it sort of gives the optical illusion that humans are greater than nature. It's hard to actually stop because the current of energy flowing uh, is, is palpable and I love it. And it's just, you know, intense. I think it's just, you feel that energy of people just chasing thing. And uh, it's hard to run countercurrent to that in the same way that I would say that that majesty of natural beauty in Vancouver caters to my soul. I would say very much the other half of my soul that is an artist and is wanting to create and play music and do that is very much catered to by New York and just how much I've improved in the last 10 years because of the fact that I've been exposed to so much and had such a well of inspiration to draw from and such an amazing, rich community of people. I'm, I'm for sure the artist that I am today because of the people that I've come up with in this time.
0: Over the last decade, Miranda has really created a role for herself within New York's music community. She co-founded and co-hosts Fem, a bi-monthly jam session led by all female-identifying or non-binary people. We perform as a house band. We're 11, an 11-piece
1: 11 house band. So it's a full horn section, a full rhythm section, which is bass, drums, guitar, and keys, four singers, and a DJ. And then we usually partner either with a local organization or with a fellow uh, community member who is leading events in the neighborhood. We give them the space to kind of share with our audience what they're working on, um, or what. Potentially the ticket sales of that night are going to Ward. And then we have a jam session for the next few hours. And the impetus for that was just that in the city, every house band had maybe one female singer. And then if not, you know, nobody who was a female on stage leading the night. And uh, we were just curious to know if that would feel any different. Um, And it turns out that it did.
0: On top of that, for the past nine years, she's volunteered and worked with the organization SAY, which is the stuttering association for the young. What I love most
1: about it, and having now been involved with programming for so long, you actually watch these young people grow up. And I've also just seen how that Confident Voices programming really works. Like it is actually like watching a flower bloom. Young people have so much to share. And so I think creating that space to allow them to open up and feel that their uh, voices matter and that their ideas are good uh, is truly a force. And then I I would say the other thing I do love, because it's such a wide range that's 8 to 18, um, the younger participants uh, don't care who you are and uh i love that it's just about them and i think it's nice for my brain to have an opportunity to do things that is not so me-centric because i think yeah as a freelancer and as an artist i'm spending a lot of time thinking about myself
0: and you're yeah you're a freelancer you're doing this all yourself so like what what do you think would surprise people the most about sort of all the components that involves
1: i think maybe the most surprising thing would be like how many components are involved to get music to the finish line and when you are a one-woman army I have a shout out I have amazing creative collaborators but steering the ship and and getting things done is just an exercise in patience because you know it's kind of hurting cats to rally around what it is that you're trying to do so from the musical side you know The actual point songwriting is just a drop in the water of what it takes to get a song finished and then out and have it heard is like a whole other layer. So if you are releasing music, I am deeply in support of you and see you. It's hard.
0: While it may be challenging, Miranda is pursuing her craft in a prime location, There's a reason there are so many songs about New York, the city that never sleeps, concrete jungle where dreams are made of, center of the universe. NYC is home to one of the world's largest, if not the largest, and most influential music industries. It employs nearly 60,000 people and puts $21 billion into the economy each year. That's according to a 2017 study commissioned by the Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment. Local artist communities are a major pillar, but you don't have to be local to support them.
1: What people uh, maybe don't realize is like how powerful each little action is when it comes to sharing a person's music. So if there is an artist, perhaps myself, that you really like, if you like the music, actually sharing it goes such a long way. You know, it's very grassroots in that sense of if you like it and you share it with your mom or you share it with your best friend or you da 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 that is kind of the ripple effect that has very real consequences, outcomes in an, in an artist's life. So yeah, engaging with the music, aka listening to it. And then if you like it, sharing it. And then lastly, going to the shows.
0: Miranda talks the talk and walks the walk. When she's not traveling for, you know, weddings or corporate gigs that she often gets hired to sing for, she'll be going to shows almost every night and she loves it. One of the things as far as life as an artist go,
1: uh, I'm so grateful for the people that it has brought into my life, that it's not a chore to go support my friends because they're freaking killing they're so good so to go see them perform or to like listen to their music I legitimately listen to my friends music as a fan and yeah I think part of that is the love that you want to receive is also the love that you give because you know how much work goes into making art
0: like a boomer relative at a family dinner get together I had to ask Miranda what's your end goal what do you really really want to be?"
1: I don't know, it's hard to put words to like what exactly my, what I want my level of success to look like. Um, Personally, from like an artist point, uh, I think being on stage in whatever setting and feeling like I belong is a personal aspiration, Um, just to hone my craft to the extent that I feel that I'm at least worthy being on stage in whatever capacity and whatever mix of crowd or person or other celebrity I find myself on stage with, that I belong there, that I've done the work to feel like I belong. And then beyond that, I mean, I would love to, like I said, I would love to be touring in Canada. I would love to have a Juno on my shelf. I'd love to be a Polaris prize squirrely. And I feel like so much of that is just going to come from staying in the game and making the bet, like making undeniably great music. That's just what I want to do and keep doing. Cause I am first and foremost, yeah, a a songwriter and a singer. And I, and both of those things bring me immense joy independent of whatever the outcome is. I just actually love it so much and um, try to just stay rooted in that, you know, like we play music, the operative word is play
0: really fun. (laughs) And eventually, Miranda would really like to find her way back home, or at least her physical home, Canada. My hope um, for this next year and with this new record is
1: to be heard in Canada by my home um, so that I can spend more time there. I'd love to do uh, some touring in Canada yeah, do some more work with Canadian artists in uh, lockdown. I was one of the awardees of the RBC First Up uh, kind of emerging artist program. And it was an awesome opportunity to connect with other Canadian artists and get some Canadian uh, airplay as well. And I'm just uh, hoping to get more of that because I love
0: (laughs) home. As I'm recording this, it's Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. While I don't support the history behind this holiday... I can appreciate the notion of gratitude that comes with the gravy. So in the spirit of thankfulness, I'd like to end this episode with an especially appreciative bop by Miranda Joan, who you can follow on social media under that name. Here's Happy to Have You, a song I'd like to dedicate to all the people who support Sad Magazine and this little passion project podcast.
2: I wish that I could talk to you. I wish that I could tell you how I feel I wish that I could walk with you I wish that I could have you here I wish that I could settle down with you I wish that we could find some common ground I wish that we could make our way back to each other and lay our roots. same
0: By SAD Magazine, featuring stories, art, and design by local and emerging artists and writers. The intro and interstitial music is by Shamir.